are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Friday. This is the Locked On Mariners podcast, your home for daily Seattle Mariners news and analysis brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the Spotify Green Room app and find one of our Locked On rooms. I am your host, Titan Gonzalez, joined as always by my co-host, Colby Patnode. You can find me at Dan Gonzalez on Twitter. That's D-A-N-E. GNZLZ and Colby at CPAT11, that's CPAT11. And if you're a fan of the Seahawks, big game coming up, season or rather home opener at Lumen Field. First time fans will be in attendance for a regular season game at Lumen Field uh, since December of 2019. So a huge game against the Titans coming up on Sunday. So if you want to see what we're writing about uh, with the team, check out Seahawk Maven at SI.com. I am uh, an editor and reporter over there, and Colby also contributes over there. And uh, be sure to check out our Patreon as well, where we're talking about the Mariners even more and also get into some non-baseball talk twice a week. So if you want to hear that, visit patreon.com forward slash control the zone for more information. But on today's episode of Lockdown Mariners, we're going to look ahead to the 2023 MLB All-Star Game. The Mariners yesterday making it official that they'll play host to the Midsummer Classic in about 22 months from now. If we could choose to attend just one of the four main events during that week, which one would we go to? We're going to be discussing that in a moment. Also going to get you set for the Mariners weekend series against the Royals down in Kansas City. And we're going to talk about a goal that's still achievable for the Mariners over the final two weeks of the season. If you like what you hear, give the show a follow or uh, subscribe to it wherever you're listening to this. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your dog, tell your fish, tell your enemies, tell whoever you want. We greatly appreciate the support. Uh, Colby, big, big, big news coming out of Seattle. Obviously, you know, um, it got leaked a couple of days early from Jeff Passan of ESPN and, and Ryan Divish confirmed it and pretty much everyone confirmed it eventually. But the Mariners make it official yesterday. They will be hosting the 2023 MLB All-Star Game at T-Mobile Park. And uh, with that, there will be plenty of events happening in the city of Seattle and uh, at T-Mobile Park specifically. With the MLB draft, the home run derby, the all-star game, of course, the futures game, uh, but, you know, and then there's going to be a bunch of other events that are happening outside of the ballpark and around the city. It's going to be a huge celebration. Uh, But, you know, looking at the four main events, the draft, the futures game, the all-star game and the derby, which one would you go to if you could only choose one? Yeah, that's a. No, that's that's a tough one. I, I feel like we, we talked a little bit about this yesterday on the green room. Uh, mm-hmm. Thanks for your attendance, by the way. Uh, it, <laughs> None uh, of you showed up. I mean, look, the timing's not ideal. I get that. But what are you going to do? But anyways, um, I, I think for me, like the number one on my list is, is probably the futures game. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big prospect guy. It's what I enjoy. Obviously, Seattle should mm-hmm. be fairly well represented. Um, It's still a loaded farm system and it will continue to be so in a year and a half. Uh, I can't imagine they, they empty that out, uh, you know, too, too, uh, too much this off season that they're not going to have some representation in in the futures game, but yeah, just about, Mm. you know, seeing the players of tomorrow today, I'm sure that's their corny little tagline, but uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. (laughs) It's, you know, it's, it's, 
I think it's better baseball, honestly, than you get at the all-star game. It's, it's not that the, the players who play in the all-star game, it's not that they're not trying, but there's definitely some things that they do that aren't like you wouldn't see in a normal game. Right. I mean, guys grew fastballs to whoever's retiring and blah, blah, blah. And, and it's just, it's not winning is not the prime objective. And it's not really the prime objective of the futures game, but I can live with that because they're not, you know, major league baseball players yet. So, um, yeah, I, I think the futures game is probably where I'd want to go first and foremost. Um, and then after that, the, the Derby and the, the Derby and the, the actual all-star game are a toss up really. And then the draft comes in last, although, um, I do enjoy the draft. I just don't think I would enjoy it in person. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, the draft seems kind of lame to go to yeah. in person. Like even, and and we talked about this on the green room last night. And you said, well, you know, maybe like the NFL draft would be a little bit more fun, or the NBA draft, or whatever. But like, eh, still, like it's just a draft, right? It's just you know, someone goes up to a podium, announces a pick, whoop de doo. Um, that's mostly why I don't even really watch any of the drafts in general. I mostly just keep an eye on them on you know a tracker or whatever. Uh, or I'll just have them on in the background because that's usually what will update the fastest or Twitter, right? Most of the picks end up leaking a few minutes because before they're even called up on stage. But um, yeah, for me, it's the futures game as well. And, you know, who knows what the rep- representation will be like for the Mariners. There's still obviously going to be two off seasons and one more trade deadline before the all-star game. So who knows if, Noel V. Marte or Harry Ford or whoever it might be is is still in the organization at the time. Um, but uh, there should be at least some form of representation from the Mariners. And also, you know, in general, there's still going to be plenty of uh, really awesome names uh, showing up there, including, you know, Noel V. Marte or Harry Ford, wherever they may be, if it's in Seattle or or elsewhere. Um so that that to me is probably the most fun, right? Because it's just the the it's exciting. Uh, you get to see a lot of the future stars of the game. That's something that really no one in the state of Washington really you know is is privileged to, unless they're going to Everett Games or Tacoma Games. So to have this on the big stage and get and getting to see you know uh, like all the best prospects from around the country, you know, coming into one place and playing in one game. Um, is a rare sight to behold uh, and with a lot of the you know really cool uh, you know prospect guys that, that we follow are probably going to be there and stuff it's going to be a really fun event and probably something that I would really enjoy and um, probably get to meet some people there and and uh, get to talk some ball and, and watch a really you know fun game um, other than that you know the derby probably comes in second for me um, because I imagine that's pretty fun going to uh, you know, rather than watching it on TV, I find the the derby kind of boring on TV. Like, I get it. You know, it's kind of a turn your brain off, just kind of watch and you know have fun uh, type of thing uh, in general on TV. But it's not really my cup of tea in general. Like, I'll watch it every now and then, mostly if there's a Mariner in it, which really never happens. And that will probably change, I would assume. Uh, with the derby being in Seattle, there there will probably be a uh, Mariners representative. And that so uh, that would be fun. And also, you know, if you can get tickets in the outfield, uh, particularly right field, um, then probably going to probably going to have a fun time. So if I do 
come as I'm planning to uh, for for the All Star Week. Uh, probably going to go to the Derby. That that's something that I'm I'm pretty uh, that I'd be pretty excited to do, uh, and and to be in the outfield as well, and then uh, Futures game as well, and then the All Star game is fine. But the All Star <laughs> game to me is kind of like the NBA All Star game. It's like people mostly watch All Star Weekend for the dunk contest. And then it's and then the All Star game kind of gets overlooked, and the MLB All Star game is kind of eh. It's cool, but it's not eh. It's the, the only All Star game that I really enjoyed was the one in Seattle, and I was like five years old at the time, by the yeah. way. So like, you know, that's I mean, that's a much that, different consumer than the one that I am right, now. Right. The one that uh, was played the following year, I think in Milwaukee, that was pretty good too. It's the one that ended in a tie, and then everybody. Oh yeah, the Tory Hunter. Yeah, robbing Tory Hunter robs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody pooped their pampers because an All Star game, an exhibition game, can end in a tie, and that's when <laughs> Bud Selig overreacted and made it home field advantage, which was always stupid. Um, yeah, so yeah, the the last great All Star game for me is probably that two thousand one All Star game. But you know, there's obviously moments. There's Derek Jeter in his last All Star game. I think that was in Minnesota. Um, yep. He hit the double, and I, I think it was Wainwright just like threw him like an 88-mile-an-hour fastball down the middle. And it's like, ugh. I mean, it's really not that different from the NBA All-Star game where nobody tries to play defense. Like, it's basically mm-hmm. a giant shoot-around. Um, mm-hmm. And, I mean, the Pro Bowl. We At least that has some that. entertainment value, like, yeah. whereas the, the Pro Bowl, the Pro Bowl just, you're taking away the biggest element of football, and that's like tackling. <laughs> and you're just watching a touch football game. It's just ugh. pretty much. They need they need to get rid of the Pro Bowl. <laughs> they do, um, but yeah. So uh, that'll be interesting, you know. Come down, we'll get an Airbnb or something. We'll vlog the whole thing, huh? Yeah. Nice little vacation. <laughs> hey, there we go. There we go. Yeah, we'll vlog got, it. Got to get some new videos out on the uh, on the Truths of the Trident channel. <laughs> we, hopefully, and you know, been... yeah. Well, I mean, hopefully, in eighteen months, I'll have enough money saved to get a decent PC and we can, uh, we can actually do some, some stuff like that. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it'd be fun. Come on down to Seattle, get an Airbnb and, yep. uh, go to the Derby in the futures game. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. they don't cost $5,000 yeah. a seat. <laughs> yeah. Ho- uh, and hopefully I, that will greatly increase my chances of finally getting a real major league baseball. Uh, <laughs> at a game or at an event, rather. Uh, the one time that I got it, gave it to a kid, as you always should. But I would like, I would like a souvenir. That would be fun uh, to remember my trip and see, uh, back to Seattle by. Uh, so we're going to talk about the upcoming series with the Royals in just a moment. But real quick, a word about Built Bar. Don't you just hate it when you're out and about and hunger strikes, but the only convenient options are unhealthy and going to make you feel way worse in the end? That doesn't have to be the case anymore if you choose Built Bar. Built Bar is providing folks with a healthy, nutritious, and delicious alternative for snacking. Built Bar has a plethora of delicious flavors ranging from coconut to cookies and cream, mint brownie, and so much more. Overwhelmed by the amount of good options, then try one of their mixed boxes, which gives you two bars per nine flavors. Each bar includes 17 to 18 grams of protein with calories ranging from the low, low numbers of 130 to 180. They only have four to five grams of sugar and four to five grams of net carbs, and all the flavors are amazing, tasty, and most importantly, healthy. So go to built.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order at built.com. 
All right, so the Mariners getting back after it after a much-needed off day following a very disappointing homestand, two-and-four homestand against the Diamondbacks and the Red Sox. They are now in Kansas City to face a Royals team that took three of four from them in another disappointing home series uh, a couple of weeks ago. Salvador Perez absolutely just destroyed them that entire series. And, uh, I mean, I, I guess the key to this series, really, Colby, is to avoid Salvador Perez at all costs, and you should be okay, right? I mean, that was the that was what we said the game plan should have been last time, and yet every time he came up, <laughs> he did so much damage. So, um, yeah, just go ahead and walk that dude. Make Andrew Benatendi beat you. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, no disrespect to Andrew Benatendi, but I mean, Salvador Perez is probably, you know, a top six or seven MVP MVP guy right now, and and Benatendi is not. So uh, yeah, don't don't let Salvador Perez beat you, and and if he comes up with the bases loaded, just walk him. Give up the one run. You're going to give up at least that anyways. Just walk him. But uh, yeah, pitch around Salvi. Uh, Merrifield, I think, had a pretty good series here against Oakland as well. So, uh, again, you know, mm-hmm. just like we said last time, Kansas City, better than their record would indicate. The roster is better than you think uh, based on their record. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of veterans in that lineup. There's a lot of guys who have who will give you tough at-bats. Um, so, yeah, the Kansas City is pretty good team. Honestly, Kansas City is probably more talented than Seattle, um, with the exception of the bullpen, where Seattle has, you know, outshine just about everybody mm-hmm. not counting the last two days but uh yeah so it's gonna be a it's gonna be a tough battle here and and uh yeah avoid salvador press if you can um and you know for the love of god score some runs yeah for sure <laughs> yeah that's the that's the big one there right uh but um you know with a sweep the mariners would secure 500 on the season Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's uh, that's something to aim for here. Uh, that's definitely starting to become close within reach. They're they're going to get to it at some point, but uh, why not now? Um, Chris Flexen versus John Hesley, who's making his MLB de- uh, debut tonight for the Royals. Uh, that's the first game. And then Yusei Kikuchi versus Chris Bubich on Saturday. And then a really fun one. A couple of top young uh, pitching prospects well they're not technically prospects anymore well i don't know if uh jackson kowar has uh has lost his eligibility yet or not but logan Who gilbert cares? versus jackson kowar it's a really really fun matchup uh between two of the most exciting arms in uh in today's game really um i love jackson kowar obviously you know how how we feel about logan gilbert uh so you know I, I think I know what the answer is to this one, but I'll ask you anyway, which matchup here are you looking forward to the most and why? Sunday. Absolutely yes. Sunday. Sunday, it, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Yes. Uh, Jackson Coar was a guy that uh, I actually wanted the Mariners to draft. Um, he mm. ended up going in the uh, competitive balance A pick. So uh, technically a first round pick, a late first round pick. Um, he was... Uh, Drafted in 2018, the same year that the Mariners selected. Huh? Huh? You want to guess who? Huh? Huh? Logan Gilbert. Hey, there it is. How about that? So, yes, uh, 
the, the guy who I kind of wanted the Mariners to draft with what was it that year? The seventeenth pick? Or is that the singer year? Uh huh. I believe well the the singer and Coar were in the same draft. Um That's but um yeah, but uh, I I believe 14. Mariners had pick number twenty. 14. No, this year they they had fourteen. Kansas City had oh, right. seven. Kirby Kirby was pick twenty. Yes, Kirby was yes. pick twenty. The year so, yeah, the so next year. Yeah, Carr and Singer were two guys I really wanted Seattle to draft in uh, in twenty eighteen. I think in my final mock draft for Soto Mojo, I uh, I, I actually mocked Gilbert to Seattle, um, and I at mm-hmm. the time I said I preferred uh, Singer certainly, and and Carr was right there. So. Uh, I thought I well, thought very you, smarty pants. I mean, obviously Seattle made the right pick in taking Gilbert, but um, <laughs> <laughs> it was it, two guys that I, I really liked in that draft, and and uh, now they're facing off on Sunday. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a really fun one. Um, you want to make a pick to click here? Didn't go so well for us last time, though. You know, I do want to remind folks that that we we did call it in that one Oakland game, so. Anyone you want to throw out here to maybe have a have a good series down in Kansas City? Um, I'm gonna go with Jared Kelnick. Yeah, he's been he's been doing better. Obviously, had you know wasn't able to drive in that winning run home. Um, so close, so freaking Adam Ottavino throwing the second changeup he's thrown all year. Apparently, <laughs> apparently that's, that, so, that's so brutal. That's yeah. so brutal. Apparently that was a mistake. Luke Arkins was very quick to point out that actually Adam Ottavino has thrown like 12 changeups this year. So, I mean, so oh. many more out of a thousand pit out of 1100 <laughs> pitches. So less than 1% chance that he's getting that changeup. And and that was a battle and that that's a tough at bat for a veteran, let alone uh, Kelnick. But yeah, the, the at bats are bet are better right now. The quality of contact is better. Um, yeah, I feel like every month Kelnick is getting better. Just the numbers aren't there yet. Um, but I, I've seen certainly a lot of encouraging things happen over the last month or so, um, mm-hmm. to make me think that he's due for one breakout series somewhere in the next two weeks. And, and I, I think these matchups are, you know, pretty beneficial to him. And so I think he's mm-hmm. got a shot in this series to have a really nice yeah. breakout. It's also a pretty nice ballpark for him that there's a lot of triples mm-hmm. available out there in those yeah. gaps and, and, uh, also has me worried about seattle's outfield defense in that ballpark so ooh. oh boy yeah <laughs> mitch hanniger in right field of kansas city ah that's gonna be fun but uh <laughs> yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll take kelnick to have a bit of a breakout series here yeah i like that um i'm actually gonna go with you on that as well because you know over the last couple of weeks you haven't seen him really screw around with his uh with his stance and his hand placement anymore he's kind of he's kind of got one thing that he's doing now and uh and it's working for him for the most part you know still some strikeouts still you know some struggles here and there but i, I you're seeing a lot more competitive of bats out of jerry kelnick and um and that's nice that's nice to see uh another guy i'll throw out there though just to just to have one at least one different answer from you I'll go with jp crawford jp's uh JP's been nice at the plate lately, so uh, I, I think he might have a good series. A couple righties on the mound in this series, so um, yeah, why not? Let's see if JP can put some some hits together in this one. Uh, some offense overall from whoever it may be would be really, really nice to see, especially if uh, Salvador Perez can ter- continues to just terrorize this team. Um, so the Mariners, you know, still technically in the playoff hunt 
uh, kind of. <laughs> Mathematically, they are, right? Uh, four games back, so we're not really focused on that at all. But I did want to talk about one achievable goal that does have to do with the standings that I think fans should be focusing on. Before we get into that, I want to remind you this episode of Lockdown Mariners is brought to you by Bet Online. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on to start another football season. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus using promo code NFL100. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. So don't forget to use the promo code NFL 100 bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Does this sound familiar to you? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. So as I said, we're not really focusing on the playoffs anymore. That dream is is pretty much dead, as we talked about after the Red Sox series. Mathematically, it's not. Some things could happen here and there, but you're relying a lot on the Orioles to <laughs> help you out here. And uh, yeah, that's it's uh, probably not the best strategy uh, to have. So there is one thing, however that I'm still personally keeping an eye on that I think fans should be keeping an eye on with the standings. And a lot of it is going to be determined by how the Mariners play against the A's for seven more games over the next 16. And that's finishing second in the AL West. Because, I mean, you you headed into the season thinking that at most, right, if things really break the Mariners way, they're probably, they could finish third, you know, if maybe the Angels disappoint again, which they have. Ha ha ha. And, uh, and, uh, you know, but uh, there was no thought about second and real realistically fourth place felt likely, you know, it felt like you were a lot closer to the Rangers than you were to the angels A's. And of course the Astros, uh, I even picked the A's to win the division, uh, before this year. So, you know, that this is a, uh, being able to surpass them to me would be, a pretty cool achievement, even though that it's it's still very disappointing that you're not going to make the playoffs again, etc. I still think being able to, you know, look back on this year and and be like, this team finished ahead of of the A's, this team finished ahead of the Angels. I think that's something that that you can hang your hat on. Ultimately, it doesn't really mean anything in the grand scheme of things. You still miss the playoffs, 
you know, just like every other team that missed the playoffs. But I think for where this this team was supposed to be and where it could potentially end up finishing just right behind the Astros, why not? I, I think that's cool. I think that would be cool. What do you think, Colby? Yeah, I mean, it's it kind of honestly feels a little like semi-pro. The tropics are celebrating finishing in fourth place uh, with like the big <laughs> confetti cannon and all that stuff. Um, but I, I, I do think, you know, if you're looking for ways to motivate yourself to watch this series, I think, I think it might be kind of fun to treat the, you have seven games left against Oakland, treat it like a, like it's the, you know, a playoff series. It's a seven game playoff series and, and we're, we'll see where we're at. Obviously Seattle's had pretty good success against Oakland, uh, this year they are eight and four, I believe. So, um, it'd be nice to kind of, you know, beat them you know, out of a best of seven, go four and three or five and two even, uh, which is definitely possible. And I feel like, you know, honestly, that that could, what you could, you know, end up doing there, actually, if, if you go five and two, six and whatever it is, uh, you might actually be the deciding factor in the Oakland days deciding that 2022 isn't going to happen for them, which could mm-hmm. jumpstart a, a bit of a mini rebuild like we discussed yesterday. So, um, yeah, you could definitely, uh, do some damage in, in that regard. Um, sounds like a pretty good shot that the, the angels, by the way, are not going to have Shohei Otani on the mound for the rest of the year. And Mike Trout's not coming back. So yeah, it's, it's non-zero chance. The real playoffs are, are like, it's, they're in the other receiving votes category right now for their playoff odds, but it's still out there. But if you're looking for something to root for, I think, you know, second place is, I mean, it's kind of a consolation prize, I guess. It's a participation trophy, but hey, you know, if if that's what you need to do to have fun watching baseball, then do it. And is there some value to that? I I don't know. I I can't say there is, but I also can't say there's not, uh, particularly to the players in that clubhouse. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's it's something to to motivate yourself. It's something to uh, continue to watch. And uh, I would I would definitely say that uh, you know if that's something you want to focus on have fun with it i'm sure we will i mean we we can go ahead after the first every game every oakland game we could treat it like it was a playoff game like if we wanted to that would be fun (laughs) uh it's a seven game series let's let's do it so yeah i don't know if there's value to finishing in second but it sure as hell doesn't hurt to finish in second place right so go do that and uh just just play well and uh, and roll into the off season with a little bit of momentum yeah, I think it ultimately says a lot about what your team was still able to do this year. Despite not being able to make the playoffs, I think it represents, you know, that huge step forward that this team really took this year and kind of overachieving and all that. But, um, you know, being able to provide meaningful baseball in September to the city of Seattle shouldn't be overlooked here because, frankly, that hasn't happened a lot, you know, let alone, you know, the the missing all, you know, the playoffs and all that. It just hasn't been a ton of meaningful baseball where the Mariners have even been all that close. So to you know have that and and maybe represent that by surpassing the A's and, and having a really good final two series against them, I think that would be a lot of fun to to keep a track and to keep an eye on and and see how this uh how this team finishes off and also, you know, see who contributes to that, right? Cause like I think it would be pretty fun if Jerry Kelnick and Cal Raleigh really helped you in those series, you know, like that would be a really fun takeaway to have. Um, 
So that's really what I'm looking for uh, now. And, uh, and I think that's still a really cool achievement if they're able to, um, you know, get it and, and, and be able to win these two series against Oakland because, I don't know. You you go into, I, I think you you go into next year with a little momentum, feeling a little you know something something about yourself because uh, because hey you know it was just the Astros and the Astros are an incredible team and you know you you're you're behind them. You, you were you finished second and you finished ahead of a talented Oakland team and um, you know in a, in a Angels team that yeah suffered quite a few injuries this year but has a ton of star power on their roster and uh, just continues to not be able to figure it out and then here you are you know a team that was supposed to be one of the worst teams in baseball ahead of all of those teams in the standings i think there's something to that so um we'll see how it goes over the next uh, couple of weeks but uh but yeah like colby said if, if you're trying to find something to root for and and um look for that's what I'm looking at. So anything you want to add before we hop off for the week? Uh, go check out JP Crawford's uh, Twitter. Um, he has repost or retweeted a video of somebody who put his face on Johnny Depp's body in Pirates of the Caribbean, and it is incredibly well done. Um, it's it's pretty hilarious. I look forward to watching it with sound here in, uh, in moments. But, uh, yeah, so JP Crawford's still having fun. Um, which mm-hmm. is which is good. Oh, and uh, I guess I'll also add that uh, MLB Pipeline has officially added Harry Ford to their top 100 prospect list. Um, good. He's still too low, but uh, there you go. Yeah. The Mariners now have five of the top 100 according to Pipeline, and that doesn't include Kelnick and Gilbert, etc. Well, in regards to JP still having fun, you know they can take away the Mariners' playoff chances, but they cannot take away their fun differential this team is still going to be incredibly fun over the next couple weeks to watch i think uh so let's enjoy it and let's enjoy the rest of this year and let's celebrate this team because they um provided a ton of joy for for mariners fans for me especially this year and for us to be able to have all this you know meaningful baseball to, to talk about on the show it's been a really fun ride and uh hoping to give them a good sound uh send off uh so that's going to do it for this week's slate of uh, shows. Uh, thank you so much for joining us here on Locked On Mariners. For Colby Patnode, I'm Tidane Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. That's D-A-N-E, G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. Have yourself a beautiful baseball day and a beautiful baseball weekend, and we'll see you on Monday. Betting on Major League Baseball doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts.